news from heaven. God created the universe so that usefulness could exist. In 20 minutes, we're going to get give you why everything exists. Why is there something rather than nothing? And what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do with your life. 20, that's high value per minute. Now let me waste some time. Did you, do you ever hear my theory about... I'm just kidding. Let's get right into it. This is True Christianity 67. This is a free downloadable book. Follow along yourself. We're going to be thinking a little bit about, uh, oh, you know, what happened before there was time. Before creation, God was love itself and wisdom itself. The, we always talk about the duality. In us, there's love and wisdom. There's will and intellect. You've got God, and God has got love and God has got wisdom. This, this dual God, one, one person, but these two aspects. Okay, there you go. Nice little package. There's your God. That love and that wisdom had a drive to be useful. Wait a second. So God had ambition. You ever think about it? you? Don't you have a drive to do something? You want to go make something of your life? Well, God, here's God sitting around, love and wisdom, nothing else for a million billion infinite miles in every direction. And somehow, God has this drive to be useful. Almost like, don't, I won't say this too loud in case you know who is listening, but almost like God was incomplete by his self. Without usefulness, love and wisdom are only fleeting abstract entities. And they do indeed fly away if they do not move in the direction of usefulness. So I get that in myself. Oh, I've got things that I care about. I've got things that I know, love and wisdom. And if I don't apply those, if I care about getting a goal done and I, don't, and I know how to do it, but I don't ever get in there and use that knowledge to produce uh, product, yeah, I could see how that would evaporate. That would atrophy. But divine love and wisdom... That even, it sounds like it's saying, not just that God had something that would be fun to do, but that without usefulness, love and wisdom are only fleeting abstract entities. They do indeed fly away if they don't move in the direction of usefulness. So was God somehow in danger of this, whatever flying away would be to God? That there was, there was some kind of ticking clock. I don't know if it's that dire. Listen, how would I comprehend what we're talking about here? just in general, but especially if we're talking about what happened pre-time and pre-existence other than love and wisdom. But there's something in there that's saying, hey, all of us who are here, this is not just God could have been just as fine without this whole thing happening. We needed to happen. Indeed, the two prior things, sorry, the two prior things without the third, love and wisdom without usefulness, are like birds flying across a great ocean that eventually become worn out, fall into the ocean, and drowned. So we, by existing, are doing God a solid because we are allowing God the opportunity to not drown. That's nice of us. I mean, I don't know. I still feel like God's put in more of the work, but we're doing something. So what's it all for? Here we go. A couple minutes in, here it is. God created the universe so that usefulness could exist. This? Usefulness. Oh, right. Well, that makes sense in its context now, because you got love and you got wisdom, but those two are incomplete unless they can express themselves in usefulness. So all of existence, this is all of existence, what's the point of all of it? It's to create a mechanism by which 
usefulness can exist so that love and wisdom can find fulfillment in usefulness. That's why everything exists, so that usefulness could exist. What's true for the whole is true for the parts. Why does your life exist? So that usefulness could, exi could exist. Why does this microphone exist? So that usefulness could exist. Why is this monologue I'm on right now, this over or this unnecessary example, this over ex explanation, I don't know, so that usefulness could exist. Therefore, the universe could be called a theater of useful functions. Where do you live? Oh, just the theater of useful functions. Because we, the human race, are the principal reason for creation. It follows that absolutely everything else was created for our sake. Well, so why? If you just say that, if you just say that, it seems a little bit like, well, what about animals? What about something else? Everything was created for our sake. It's a bold statement. Why? God is not into arbitrary hierarchy. So if we are in this pivotal role, it's got to mean there's something that we're doing. Okay, let's put a question mark by this and see if we can return to it. All aspects of the divine design have been brought together and concentrated in us so that God can perform the highest forms of useful service through us. Well, okay, I guess that's our that's at least part of our answer right there. Why do you have humans? Why are we still able to ask the question, are we the only civilization building life out there? What what's so great about us other than that we're powerful? Well, all aspects of design and design have been brought together and concentrated in us so that God can perform the highest forms of useful service through us. We are a use we are potentially a usefulness machine. Okay, I see that. Well, isn't that posable thumbs? You know, the kind of big brain that we have. You can engage in very complex tasks. If you think, what is usefulness? Well, I, who knows with these broad terms, love, wisdom, usefulness, what are they actually? But when I think about, oh, I'm going to try to help, help anything, help animals, help people solve some problem, that's usefulness. And we can, when we're motivated by the right things, be very good problem solvers. And this was intentional that, I like this, all aspects of the divine design have been brought together and concentrated in us. So, Swedenborg says the human being kind of reflects, God reflects the universe. We're sort of like a table of contents for it. There's a reason that that makes it so we can most easily channel this or be this resting place for God's drive to do usefulness. Without usefulness as a third party, love and wisdom, we're back on hammering this point. We're just like trashing love and wisdom without usefulness. <laughs> love and wisdom would be as unreal as the heat and light of the sun would be if they had no effect on people, animals, and plants. That heat and light become real by flowing into things and having an effect on them. Okay, there we got animals and plants, but you can see that, right? That it just think about sunlight powering all of this, the whole biosphere powered by sunlight. And if you never had photosynthesis, if that had never emerged or evolved, you would never, how would you ever know that there was that potential in sunlight? You would, let's say somehow you were a non-biological observer and the universe existed and you could see that light came out of the sun, but with nothing that could photosynthesize, you'd never realize, oh, wait, the energy in this light particle wave thing, whatever this is that comes out of the sun, this 
can potentially be the driving power that allows for the amazing diversity of life that we have here. This can be, this can be fuel for these biological machines. You wouldn't know. And same thing with the heat and light of the sun. If there's not a body to catch it, I understand. And I'm, you're not gonna believe this, but I'm not an astronaut. But I think if you go up, way up into the, let's say you go up 70 miles and you're out of our atmosphere. I think that's a pretty safe bet. And you're still like the same distance from the sun, but the temperature is way different. It's like freezing out there and the sun is re really intense. You get burned up and frozen at the same time. You're the same distance away, but because there's not an atmosphere, there's not the same things to catch it and make that. You know what I'm talking about. Another set, the heat and light, that heat and that light become real by flowing into things and having an effect on them. It's just potential. There's a ton of potential. The sun is out there. It's spewing out this energy. But what's, what's it for, if not for something that is amazing as life? Another set of three things that follow in order is purpose, means, and result. So are you saying that there's another principle that follows the same pattern, a universal principle? Another set of three things that follow in order is purpose, means, and result. The learned world knows that a purpose is nothing unless it has reference to an efficient cause or means. We all know that, us learned people. And the purpose and the means are nothing unless there's a result. So another way to say what we've already kind of been chatting about. We can, of course, contemplate a purpose and the means of accomplishing it purely in our minds. But we still do so only for the sake of the result that the purpose, the result that the purpose intends and the means that the means make possible. Why? Yeah, really, you can, sure, I can picture what I'm going to do, but it's all for the sake of what I'm going to do. And why, why is it different? Why is it different picturing something versus doing something? Because the doing actually changes something. I can picture bringing a box of chocolates to Mrs. Smith that would make her happy. And I can think about it. Yeah, that'd be really great. But she's only going to get to taste those and the happiness is going to happen in her if I go and do it. Likewise, with love, wisdom, and useful service. Useful service is what love intends and what it occasions through means. When useful service results, love and wisdom take on a real existence. So we are, don't let this go to your head, because it's not like we are really contributing something in a self-generated way. Like all the power, it's just like life wouldn't exist without the sun's energy. Well, who knows those, the hydrothermal vents? I don't know. But still, that this allows for the ultimate expression of the enemy, uh, the energy that's coming out of the sun. When useful service results, love and wisdom take on a real existence. In a way, we are allowing for God to take a real existence. At this, why bother going through this whole human thing in the first place? Isn't it a real pain? But what it's doing is allowing love and wisdom to exist. In when we allow ourselves to become a vessel for that love and wisdom, I don't know. We are providing habitat for God. In that useful service, they set up a place for themselves to live and stay, and there they rest as if they were at home. Home of God. We are that way ourselves when God's love and wisdom are in us and we do something useful. Okay. It's not a guarantee that you're going to be totally free. I'm sorry that you're going to be able to be this home for love and wisdom, that you're going to be able to make 
creation happen, the purpose of creation happen. How do you do it? You got to have God's love and wisdom in you. And that's this whole process of rejecting everything that is the opposite of that. So everything that's evil and nasty, harmful and nasty, whatever word you like, mean, unkind, boneheaded. And then we do something useful. It's not enough to say, well, I never have mean thoughts about anyone anymore. I don't break any of the commandments in intention, but if you don't go out and do something useful. And don't, I gave that stupid example, that great example about the chocolate box. That's a little thing. When we're talking about being useful, Swedenborg says most often we're talking about doing your job, whatever your job is. You're, you're, you have like an office job or a computer job or you're raising kids, whatever you're doing, your job, that's how you're useful. It's not these extracurricular things. Those are fine, the, the work we would consider charity. The real work is every day approaching your function in society in integrity with this God's love and wisdom. When you're doing that, and that might seem like, oh, I'm, just, I'm clocking in, whatever it is, you are allowing a resting place for God, if you, especially if you've got the love, doing it for the right reasons, and thinking about the impact you have on the next person, the good of what you're doing. The reason we were created, here it is, why, why, why are we around? you got to tell me. The reason we were created, images and likenesses of God, oh, not just why we were created, but the reason we were created, images and likenesses of God, or forms of the divine design, why we are and why we are the way we are, was so that we would be able to do God's useful services. It's not 42. You guys know there's a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I haven't read it, but there's, it's like in pop culture that the what's the answer to everything? The answer is 42. No offense. 42 may mean this, but the answer to everything is so that we would be able to do God's useful services. So when you're asking, why is my life like it is? Why do I have the challenges that I have? Why do I have the limitations that I have? The answer is, so that you can do these useful services. Whatever it is, it's prepping us, it's unfolding potential in us, it's teaching us right from wrong. I don't know all the particulars, but somehow this is making it so that we can get this love and wisdom from God into us. It's clearing this path so that we can then be this mechanism by which the entire purpose of creation happens. And it sounds like this big, fantastical thing, the purpose of creation, but you've experienced it a million times. When somebody has done something meaningful for you, when you have done something meaningful for someone, whether that's through your occupation, whether that's through a, an interaction, that's it. That's the point. All the rest of this stuff, even all like the pain and the suffering and all the weird parts of life, that is all just supporting material for those moments. And what we're trying to do here is take those moments and multiply them and make them something we recognize as, oh, that's the purpose. That's the mission statement of life. Is that stuff there? We're doing something good for somebody. So that's good. And that's the news from heaven. <laughs> leave a comment. Let me know. Does that resonate with you? What's it do for you? Hey, leave a donation. Off to leftai.com slash donate. We can't fund this without you. We want to, of course, be more useful. We want to be able to reach more people with these ideas. We want to be able to change the world, let people know, because people don't know what the point of life is. Of course, we're not going to feel satisfied. Of course, we're going to not know how to get along. We got to know it. So we're trying to get the word out, and we only do that when you donate. So please, off to leftai.com slash donate. Thank you so much. See you next time, and I uh, hope that you find yourself full of love and wisdom and giving God somewhere to relax. See ya. <laughs>